I'm Sam. And I'm Bertie. And this is History Between Bites podcast, the podcast where we talk about all of your favorite foods and where they come from. Today's episode is about pizza. Again! We're going to talk about pizza's origins in the new world, some common varieties and toppings, and let's be honest, we're going to judge some pizza opinions too. So get comfy, grab a snack, and get ready for History Between Bites. Well, howdy, Sam. It's been a minute. It's been forever. I think it's I, I think it's been four weeks since we recorded. I know. I visited family. Shit was wonky even before then. But now I'm back. Scheduling and holidays and end of the quarter slash semesters. You know, it's fun stuff. And, you know, that whole time zone difference. It's just three hours. And we're not contractually obligated yet. So that happens too. Where you're like, oh, right. Other things are on the priority list because no one is breathing down our neck for, I mean, other than our listeners. But yeah, we're not going to lose funding yet. the, the, um, The singular patron we have. Sorry, Matt. But I got to see you in person. I got to go to your birthday thing. So, like, call that pretty, your he, seem, he seems pretty patient. He's <laughs> incredibly patient. I haven't he's... got any DMs on, like, our Instagram that's like, what is happening? So. <laughs> Whomst? Yeah. I would love to think that they're, like, eagerly awaiting. But maybe they're just awaiting. <sighs> okay. So, first things first. I'm going to do a quick and dirty recap of our first episode on early pizza. And then we're going to jump into the history of pizza in the New World, specifically in the United States, and a brief sojourn to our neighbors to the north before we talk all things topping, variations, and judgments. We'll have a little bit of our friendly neighborhood maple pop enjoyers uh, in the variation section, too. So just to give you guys the idea. Maple pop enjoyers. Okay. Um, maple pop. They're so fucking good. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'll, I'll explain those okay. later when we're actually talking about Canada. Does it have to do with snow? Yes. Oh, then I know what they are. Yes. Cool, cool. <laughs> All right. So, so for the recap. For the recap. Jinx, yummy, Coke. Mm-hmm. We can't do that on purpose, by the way, podcast listeners. That is entirely by accident. No, we cannot talk at the same time. <laughs> Aeneas unintentionally ate a table based on words from the Harpy Queen. There was tons of Roman history, Naples, cholera, Naples again, poverty, food, Italian governmental overreach. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. And I just edited the episode, so it's very fresh in my mind. So uh, no, you did not. Fabulous. All righty. So the first time we see pizza enter the scene in the U.S. is at the end of the 19th century under an entirely different name. So this is around the 1880s, 1890s, and it was called tomato pie. Yum. Listen, I'm a Southerner. (laughs) To me, tomato pie is this delicious summer treat that happens around my birthday. Uh, made with fresh tomatoes in a pie shell with mayo and a little bit of cheese to make a sauce. And it's served in a no-shit pie shell. It is pie made with tomato. Tomato pie. See, and I was being a smartass by saying yum. Um, uh, it's a real thing. That's not it's a real thing. thing. And that, I'm not going to lie, sounds kind of gross. <laughs> the tomato, I, I think it was up until mayo that you had a like, uh, what? <laughs> Moment. I had the t- first tomato pie I actually enjoyed, like no shit enjoyed. I used to have green tomato pie with my grandpa and that was entirely different. There was no mayo. There was no cheese. It was just like salty baked tomatoes in oh, a pie shell. Delicious. It was awesome. Um, but the first one I enjoyed that's like this more traditional style with the mayo and the cheese and all of that. Shout out to Tara. It was from her garden. We tried it out. 
And I was like, this is delicious. And we ate nothing but tomato pie and tomato sandwiches for like three weeks. Nice. I feel like there's going to be like a merch shirt that's just like, shout out to Tara. <laughs> I didn't mean to make you spit your soda out. Saying that to me while I'm drinking is rude. It was just shout out to Tara. History between bites. <laughs> with a tomato. Yes. Always with a tomato. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> okay tomato pie tomato pie so that's the southern version of a tomato pie but no 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 not in the northeast in the northeast from the late 1880s through today a tomato pie is a crust with cheese and then toppings and then sauce which honestly to me sounds a little bit like a monstrosity but it's also similar to chicago style pizza so which i also don't find terribly offensive Audience, please hold your boos, hisses, or cheers until after the lecture. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, I'd be willing to give that a try. I'm I'm not upset by the order. I have had pizzas that are sauce toppings cheese. And the I idea- actually like that better. Yeah, well, because then like the toppings don't really go anywhere. Um, it's particularly good if you like those toppings. Not great if you're like, well, I'll compromise and I'll just pick the ones I don't want off. Not helpful for that. No, um, no, because then you're picking off the cheese too. Yeah, but I haven't, I haven't had Chicago deep dish, so I actually enjoy it a lot. Well, I, I just don't I mean, consider it pizza. I like calzones, so the notion of eating something that's pizza like with a spoon, with a spoon and fork, you know, right, with a knife oh. and fork, it does not sound uh, terrible. No, yeah. And it doesn't take it out of the realm of pizza for me, it, but I it's one of those that I'm can. like, this is, this is a regional pizza mm-hmm. and I'll, it's like, if I, if, when I go to a different country, I'm like, this is a version of a dish that I'm used to at home. Mm-hmm. That is not that dish in my brain, mm-hmm. but I can see how they got there. And if you're going to be really pissed off about it, then don't try it. Like I did not go to taco shops in Boston. Why? Because I live in have... Southern California. Yeah. And Whatever it is that they think a taco is, is in fact not a taco. Reasonable. Yeah. And I mean, also like the notion of like, uh, like Latin food in Boston is much more like in the space of Cuban Dominican than it is Mexican. So it's just a kind of different flavor palette in general, but um, is Chicago deep dish. That's like sauce heavy, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So you do like. Yeah, you do like a, uh, you know, the springform pans. Mm-hmm. So it's like basically one of those covered in like a big, thick pizza crust all okay. around. Already and happy. Toss a bunch of cheese and toppings into it. Traditionally, it's just cheese. And then you cover it in sauce and then you bake it that way. I mean, this sounds delicious to me, but I don't know. It's very good. It's very good. It I just, can see how it, it like people be like, it's good, but it's not pizza. Yeah, it but, it's kind okay. of more like pizza cake. Okay. Pizza lasagna. Las- lasagna without noodles. Nice. Which is hilarious because pizza lasagna is in fact just lasagna, but that's what I call it to get my kids to eat it. Oh, there you go. Pizza noodles. Anything that's like red sauce on noodles. And it's like, I'm not going to call it spaghetti. That's a, that sounds yucky to a two and four year old. It's pizza noodles. Pizza noodles. <laughs> okay. So sometime after Italian immigrants started to introduce pizza into the American culinary milieu. That is also going to be a shirt. Culinary milieu. (laughs) Yeah. Via making it at home. Historical pizza apocrypha states that a vendor in Chicago, this is around the 1940s, wandered up and down Taylor Street with a metal wash tub full of pizzas balanced on his head 
offering them for two cents a chew. I mean, if he was from Naples, then perhaps because he would have already had this skill, yeah. <laughs> right? It was, a to, found... it was a to-go option then. Yeah, I only found that referenced in one place, but that mental image was so great that I could not include it in this. I love it. All, I mean, it seems a little like caricatured, stereotypical stuff, but it also it sounds, sounds like amazing. an American folk healer, folk hero. It it does. So the first documented commercialization of U.S. pizza traces to Lombardi's on 53 and a half Spring Street, right dead smack center in the middle of New York's Little Italy. So Gennaro Lombardi was granted a commercial license for selling pizzas in 1905, and they were, as you might expect, Neapolitan style. Lombardi is apparently known, I suppose in Italian-American and pizza aficionado circles, as the Patriarcha della Pizza, or the Patriarch of the Pizza. It's a lofty title for college drunk food, I think. Audience, once again, I ask you to hold your reactions until after the performance. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, it's the the patriarch of pizzas. I don't know. I mean, considering what we talked about with like uh, governmental oversight. Yeah, I can see how it would be a title that one would want. Also, and just in the, it, well, yeah, and, and just in the nature of like marketing, right? In 1905, being the patriarch of pizzas is like cool and all. But in 2005 or 2023, when like you can claim that, that's a big yeah. deal. Yeah. So from there, pizza spread all across the good old U.S. of A., creating fun regional differences and styles that create vicious debates in every corner of the internet and beyond. This sort of spread was aided by soldiers as they returned from Italy following the Second World War with tales and tastes for Neapolitan pies, and celebrities like Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra and Jimmy Durant. These are a bunch of Italian-American crooners and comedic icons whose legacies endure to this day including bringing pizza into vogue for the American public during the 50s and 60s. It's a little mob connecty too. Just a... Also an Italian staple, weirdly yeah, enough. Right. Italian-American I mean, staple. I, yeah, I guess you can't have the introduction of pizzas without... And, and also the, like, endorsement of pizza from Frank Sinatra without a little bit of mob ties and connections. There. It's fine. It's all fine. Yeah, we're okay. Awesome. We're, it's fine. Side note, Joe DiMaggio is also on that list, but fuck him in perfect in particular for how he treated Marilyn Monroe during their marriage and after her death. Nice. That's a that's an A and J conversation. Yes, it is, because we're not going to get into domestic violence in her marriages or any of that <laughs> no. on no. this. Um, so as of today, some 13% of Americans eat pizza on any given day. Even Canada got in on the pizza pie action, opening their very first pizzeria in 1948 and making them a staple of Italian restaurants across the country all throughout the 60s. So hold on, hold on, before you, 1948. So they start eating pizza after world, like literally after World War II. So yeah, I love that it's this more like I'm in my head, I'm just thinking like Canadians probably being like, we would have been eating it f- sooner, but we're politically and culturally sensitive. So we're going to wait till after the end of fascism and then we Possibly. can eat their food. <laughs> I think it's also like there just weren't as many Italian immigrants immigrating into Canada. So it That's wasn't fair. as much of a thing. And the the articles that I found on Canadian pizza history were just not as robust. That they makes were, sense. They were very scant. But yeah, we're um, not talking about poutine. Oh, if we talk about poutine, I can go on all day. Canadian for forever. Um, a wax poetic. Yeah, we'll get now, into, now I'm trying to the, think about like Canadian, like Canadians, Canada's involvement in World War II in general. And I'm like, things I don't know enough about. So, Anywho, 
So World War One, <clears throat> they were um, terrifying. Canada was terrifying in trench warfare. World War Two, they were more terrifying. Oh, fun! Yeah, so that's it. A- they had a they had a huge huge impact in Northern Africa and in the Pacific Theater. This is not the spot to get into that. We'll get into no, that but later. interesting because I don't necessarily think of Canada as allied nations but interesting so world war one trench warfare um they had developed what is probably a war crime today if we were still (laughs) doing trench warfare where they would throw cans of food into trenches and wait for like enemy soldiers to convene around them to try and get the cans and then throwing grenades that was a canadian tactic yeah um okay so and these are our nice neighbors These are these are our polite neighbors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that difference. Like they're polite, they're yeah. not necessarily nice. Yeah, nice. Like they can be, but anyway. Amazing. Okay, so we're going to talk more about the, the sort of Canada's pizzas in regional variations, right? Yes, we'll talk okay. about that a little bit later. So let's start with toppings. We have, of course, sauce, cheese, and then a various meats, vegetables, and even some fruit tossed on top of these little slices of stoner bait. So let's start from the ground up, unless you're Chicago, I guess. Sauce. Sauce. Yes. The usual sauce for pizza is right there in its proto-pizza name, tomato. Tomato sauce for pizza has a number of different types. Some are actual cooked sauces, some are only cooked when the pie is, some are smooth, others are chunky, some include herbs and spices, others are just salt, tomatoes, and thyme. Thyme, T-I-M-E. Yeah. Not the herb. Truly, if you can imagine it, someone is selling it. I personally love mine with like a ton of garlic and oregano and make it nice and sharp and tangy and it's just delicious. Some people enjoy sweet tomato sauce on their pizza. We call those people wrong, but <laughs> alas, everyone has the we right have to, I love that when want. you're when you're saying this, I'm already like shaking my head no <laughs> before I even read the sentence that's like we call those people wrong. I'm like, oh right, yes. No. Correct. Got it. Um yes, it. sweet. I don't know. Well, we talked about this in the grocery store the other day with like Tomatoes already have enough sweetness. Well, and like people who put sugar into their spaghetti sauces, right? And I'm like, no, no, it's it's not necessary. I mean, I get we're in the United States and high fructose corn syrup is a staple of every meal. It's really not necessary, especially if you you know how to like regulate salt content. If you have like incredibly acidic ingredients, like your tomatoes are particularly acidic or whatever, a pinch of sugar can go a really long way. But the ones that are like half a cup of sugar and it's yeah, going to be I, sweet tomato sauce, I have, I I have seen you. those. I have seen those. I've seen brown sugar as an option in spaghetti sauce. And I was like, and we're done. We're not using that one ever again. Well, brown sugar would actually make more sense to me than white sugar because molasses can give that kind of like umami hit. Mm-hmm. Whereas white sugar is just straight sweet. Yeah, I don't know. It still feels wrong. But also, also, I would just add molasses if I was going to do that. That's just a me thing. But anyways, (laughs) not every pizza needs tomato sauce. As pizza has grown in popularity, people have greater creativity with how they're saucing it. Three common alternatives to tomato sauce are white sauce, pesto, and olive oil. Now bird, you may say in (laughs) exasperation. Olive oil just makes it a flatbread. And I- Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. When it comes to that. (laughs) Flatbread, pizza, tomato, tomato. (laughs) I wholeheartedly agree with you. Both that olive oil just makes it a flatbread and flatbreads are pizzas. But there are people out there that are touchy about their love of flatbreads and insist instead that this is a perfectly valid pizza sauce option. It's not a sauce. It's oil. It's Yeah, it's not a sauce. 
please refer back to the bit where everyone has the right to be wrong however like what if you're like infusing it with like herbs and things if it's an infused oil can we consider it a sauce i don't know because it's still just like a clear like that would be like a clarified herbed oil like it's not necessarily like 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 using like herbed ghee or something like it's still not quite a sauce it's interesting slapping butter onto a flatbread and going i sauced it with butter (laughs) i mean um you're from the south i think that butter could be a sauce (laughs) you could sauce something um i don't sauce with butter but i can see certain um southern cooking sauce with butter (laughs) i mean one of the mother sauces is beurre blanc which is just yeah butter milk and flour true but there's still more to it than just the one butter. ingredient like even with the white sauce and pesto it's still um like a multitude of ingredients that creates something that is emulsified exactly olive oil isn't a sauce it's a perfectly valid topping option for a flatbread it's not a pizza sauce but Fair. people are allowed to be wrong that's okay i feel like this is i'm going to hold off on this but i feel like this ends up in the debate of ordering breadsticks particularly cheesy breadsticks with your pizza but i have i have a theory for that so i'll i'll hold off on that okay we'll talk about that (laughs) next is white sauce white sauce is a cream sauce generally with parmesan cheese and often garlic which is my one true culinary love it's good if you're doing something like a philly cheesesteak pizza i'm looking at you domino that's a hood Sorry, that just sounded wrong. Like if you're anyways, okay. Yep. Domino's it's amazing. It's amazing stoner food. Let's be honest here. Well, sure. But I also like mustard sandwiches. It doesn't mean it should be in the culinary milieu of anybody. <laughs> like that's not, I literally had a mustard sandwich when I was had an edible the other day and was like, this is the most delicious thing on the planet. Mostly because I had also eaten all of the pretzels already and still wanted that flavor palette. I still um, want mustard. Let me just slap it on a piece of bread and eat it. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, Philly cheesesteak it. pizza. It's not, it's not the most horrendous thing I've ever heard, but it also, that, do, that seems like less of a pizza to me than it is by like the olive oil argument. Fair. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't like it. <laughs> Alternatively, you're just taking a Philly cheesesteak and putting it on a flat piece of bread instead of a subbed piece of bread that you squish in half. I hate when you make good points. <clears throat> You're welcome. No, okay, it's it's open face. It's an open face Philly cheese steak. It's an open face Philly cheese steak without oh cheese whiz. It has okay. white sauce instead. Also, remind me to talk about the food cube that I learned about recently. Do you know about the food cube? No. Say about the food cube. We'll hold off. Okay. Cheesy bread. Uh, food cubes. Yes. So <laughs> Philly cheese steak pizza, or if you simply want the highest cheese per bite ratio possible, I don't blame you. Cheese is amazing. I would like to actually be able to use the restroom more than once a week. <laughs> which is why I don't eat a ton of cheese, but like, whatever. I personally wouldn't mind a chicken Alfredo pizza, but I also am not going to go out of my way for it. That's Topher's favorite, but because I am not a huge fan of it, that when we're like splitting a pizza, it's like, you know, chicken on half of his and veggies on mine. And then Mm -hmm. we stick with the tomato base because I'm weird or or maybe not weird. I don't like the, the white sauce, but that's it. That's his favorite. It's just like Alfredo, like the white sauce, chicken, and then like caramelized onions his his jam i mean those all make sense to me pesto is a completely different story occasionally all i want in the world is a pesto pizza with prosciutto garlic and arugula this is a craving that has spanned years so i can't even blame this one on my fetus Mm -hmm. pesto in my definitely humble opinion is a natural sauce for the glories of pizza 
It's a strong flavor, so it needs to be paired with either inoffensive offerings or things that can complement and compete with the basil and pine nut ambrosia spread across the top of the Aegean table you're munching on. Don't be a coward. Live it up with some pesto in your life and uh, thank me later. I've had pesto as a topping where huh. like it like, like, a you mar- had- like a margarita style pizza, but then it was like. <laughs> but it also had like red sauce. Uh, so yeah, so it was like a red sauce base. And then, you know, like uh, sort of uh, globs of of mozzarella, like we talked about. And then, gotcha. um, it, but instead of like basil leaves, they had a pesto. That sounds fucking delicious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's it's like, it, you know, I mean, it's basil leaves and then you top with olive oil anyways. So why not so kind of cut out the middle? And, then, and because it's like, you know, it's not like a, a super like it's not an even spread of cheese you have these sort of like cheese islands on the pizza that you get these bites that are tomato forward pesto forward cheese forward like kind of like it's kind of a little bit of variation with every bite that sounds amazing it's really good me and this mic and this pop filter are all going to fight each other and i don't know who's <laughs> going to win are you going to actually do your job just like a little bit cool no, no, cool no 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 okay it's because is the belly in the way is that the problem yeah 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 okay so there are other sauces just like americans will measure with anything but the metric system (laughs) we'll put anything but healthier options on our pizza i have seen both buffalo sauce and barbecue sauce as sauces on pizza and i am judging each and every person who indulges in that very heavily also Uh, october's favorite (laughs) yeah no this is this is not a judgment free zone yeah no that's like his second favorite pizza is like buffalo chicken pizza and again buffalo sauce cheese chicken I adore buffalo wings, but I just can't with bread. I don't know. Ooh, have you had buffalo fries? No. It's like carne asada fries, but it's buffalo wings and buffalo sauce. And then they do like a like a quick over with like ranch or blue cheese or whatever you want. As long as it's ranch, that's great. Blue yeah, cheese yeah, blue and cheese I are is not... an abomination. But <laughs> <laughs> as I also, said, this is... also was a favorite of Constantine, but again, We'll wait till the blue cheese episode. I don't know how people know these things, but Constantine, um, you know, the man who ruined all of Europe for forever um, by legalizing Christianity, blue cheese guy, blue cheese. That guy. tracks. <laughs> yeah. Blue cheese ruins perfectly good wings. Yeah. And he ruined perfectly good paganism by adopting Christianity. <laughs> because he is an <laughs> asshole. Yes. Anywho, A and J. Anywhoozlebees. <laughs> all right. So- I'm judging those people, but these, the pesto, the white sauce, and the olive oil are the big three alternatives to traditional tomato sauce. All right, Sammy, it's time to get cheesy. I know we already started that with the blue cheese thing, but we're going to pull this back to pizza. Yeah. You can probably guess the most common cheese on pizza here in the U.S. I mean, we tried making it in my kitchen, for goodness sake. This is true. Yes, friends. It's mozzarella. Usually the low moisture variety, unless you're specifically seeking out Neapolitan style pies. But can you guess the second most popular? If you said provolone, you're either a really good guesser, you already knew, or you're a liar. (laughs) Don't worry. I won't tell which one. The other substantive additions are the norm, Parmesan and Romano, with two that came out of complete left field for me. Ricotta, Uh which appears to usually be used on white pizzas, so I guess it's not as weird as my initial instincts would have me think. Even though putting a sandy cheese on a pizza <laughs> sounds awful in a way that it just doesn't sound the same awful for like cheese. lasagna. Ricotta can also be very like creamy and and pulley, yeah, but it but it but does it have like a feels sandy. Like yeah, yeah. It, it just it has the, a feta type mm. feel in the mouth. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and cheddar, cheddar, 
Yeah. Better. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was surprised to see this one on the list. I am also an American who has, in fact, been to Wisconsin. And I can see how cheddar cheese became a staple of American-style pies. So two thoughts. Ricotta is a staple in calzones. Don't know why, but that seems to be it's like mozzarella and ricotta. And then your toppings, there's no sauce typically in a calzone. It's a a dipping situation. So I'm wondering if that's part of that, like, sort of uh, legacy together yeah um and cheddar yeah i mean that's super common if you if you order from um our our trusty non uh ad sponsored people domino's a cheddar is an option for cheese yes they're as a cheese it's they also have like a specific cheese pizza called the wisconsin six cheese it has two types of cheddar on it yeah i just i just keep thinking like these are the pizzas that i require tofer to use the kids bathroom and not mine yeah every time because that's what he does he like orders like chicken and the regular cheese and then he uses cheddar as like an additional topping and i'm like you're a monster you're a monster and you're not going to be using my bathroom yeah i'm like my bathroom is in my bedroom let's not make that a thing let's let's not and say we did right but yeah i mean i I can see how cheddar not just because my husband eats it but be like cheddar being an american thing i'm surprised it also um, is really um, it's a good melt cheese too it is and it's Better than using American cheese. We'll get there. Oh, God. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) It's not sliced, right? They at least... Anyways, we'll get there. Okay, so toppings. So toppings, as we mentioned before, cover an enormous variety of vegetables, meat, even fruit. I'm not going to wander too far abroad, but in some other regions of the world, we see things like banana and kiwi and hard-boiled eggs and peas (laughs) added to pizza. Sorry, my commentary was really rude, but um, nope. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not mad you. at eggs and I'm not mad at peas. I'm not necessarily mad at either of those either. Um, bananas freaks me out a little bit. I'm mad at bana- bananas and I'm not, per- I can get the kiwi only because of like the, uh, like the acid content, the sourness. And I know that people do things with pineapple. So like they can kind of live in the same sort of space. Yeah, but it's kiwis still- also make my my mouth itch like well yeah. i don't know it's a full allergy but it makes my mouth itch yeah i just it's wild okay but i wanted to set the stage for how relatively narrow my focus in this is to reiterate i'm talking about pizza primarily in the united states with a tiny wander into canada i'm not here to talk about sweden new zealand Curaca- curacao mexico or any part of the uh, other part of the world at this time cool 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 in the u.s there are a ton of toppings on option for major commercial establishments. Some are the more common ones are things like pepperoni, Italian sausage, bacon, bell peppers, jalapenos, mushrooms. I actually think that's how my mom eats her pizza, literally with those exact toppings, if I'm remembering correctly. I haven't actually eaten pizza with her in forever. There are some that cause a little bit of controversy here. Pineapple, black olives, and anchovies are the three that get the most hate based on my perusal of internet catfighting. I personally love pineapple and black olives as my exclusive toppings on pizza, but I also recognize that I'm a monster. I mean, yes, but I didn't know that black olives was so um, divisive. Oh, people get so up in their feels about black olives anyways. (laughs) And then you put them on pizza and all of a sudden it's like, it's not a war crime exactly, but people are not happy with you. Interesting. Interesting. You know what I think is a war crime is putting black olives in your spaghetti. Yeah. That I don't like. That's, yeah, that's no. wrong. So wrong. That doesn't, um, olives don't go in spaghetti no matter what color they are. 
yep nope not to throw the mother-in-law on blast but i'm pretty sure she does that or she used to but tofer is like <laughs> anti-olive so i think that she had to like uh make reformations to her cooking strategies which it's not well, a that's lot. new that not a whole nice. lot it's not a lot to reform that's fair <laughs> um but for every veggie you can think of someone has slapped it on a pie and called it good same for most meats chicken has gained a ton of popularity in recent years we just talked about this with the buffalo chicken pizza and i think that's for the better Chicken is a perfect meat for taking other flavors and soaking them up. Plus, it's plenty of protein if you're looking to stay fuller for longer. It's also leaner, so a little bit healthier than if you are going with like a sausage or a pepperoni, even ground beef. I've seen that. Yeah. Um, And for um, us kosher folks, kosher light, kosher light folks who eat meat and dairy together, chicken is an option. I also think that chicken should be parv, but that's just me. That's not just me. It's a number. It's of not juice, just you. It's not. That's just a me. lot of juice. Um, but if if fish is a vegetable, chicken should be a vegetable. <laughs> they don't lactate. Anywho, for all my joking about different pizza variations in this essay, I do want to be very clear. If it's tasty to you and you like it, do not let the opinions of others sway you from it. Fed is best applies to way more than just our babies, guys. Sure does. All right, now back to my regularly scheduled snark. It's also kind of how I feel about wine. Like yeah. people are really particular about like, oh, what meats can you pair with certain wines? And I'm like, do you like it? Is it good? Do you like do you it get again? a buzz? There's Move a on. <laughs> there's a fantastic wine, like a very light red that I used to get all the time that paired super well with chicken. And people looked at me like I was a crazy person because I was pairing red wine with chicken. And I'm not a crazy person. This was literally a red that was light enough to pair with chicken and tasted awesome. Even still, fuck it. Drink a Melback with your chicken. Who cares? Who cares? Like, it's your and mouth. Those, <laughs> and those those rules are so Eurocentric. Yeah. Like, you're not going to see that red versus white debate in, like, South America. Yeah, no, it's a hoity-toity white person thing. Yeah. It's, 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 what, it's what aristocrat, uh, like, aristocratic white people do, right? You have this whole, like, rules of engagement for um why apparently white people are also really i mean they're just overly concerned about what other people are doing right my my advice for enjoying wine is like does it taste good in your mouth mind your business applies to gay rights as well it applies to (laughs) a lot of things all the things mind your business i'm not hurting anybody mind your business yes (laughs) so we all know america is like large right like on a have entirely different versions of English that may or may not be mutually intelligible scale mm-hmm, of large. True. Well, just like our actual language, pizza varies wildly based on regional varieties. If you're an American listener, or at least one steeped in the American cultural zeitgeist of the late 20th century to now, so pretty much all of you, you have at least some passing knowledge of the New York City and Chicago, Illinois' famous pizza feud. Which version is not only better, but constitutes as real pizza, Italian's I beg you, I beg you, <laughs> tears in my eyes. Please do not get anyone visiting your country with a strong accent that does not include y'all started on this. Your <laughs> eardrums will never be the same. And frankly, you'll hate all of us for their hubris. Because Just neither one of it. them are pizzas. Yeah. If we go to Italy and we start complaining about New York and Chicago, they're going to look at us like you guys are dumb. That's not pizza. That's not pizza. So I don't, it's not, it's not even a, why are we having this argument? Those aren't pizzas. <laughs> Those aren't pizzas. But there is far more pizza variety, pizza variety. I like it. In the U.S. beyond just those two. Altoona, Pennsylvania, for example, created a square pizza topped with American cheese. We got there. Salami mm-hmm. and green bell peppers. 
I colloquially call this one the war crime, but I'm sure it has followers. I, I was fine with square, right? Square pizza I'm fine with, especially because I am not a crust eater. So the notion of having like a square piece that has no crust sounds fabulous. I'm great with that. Or if it has multiple crusts, so you just have something to hold on to. Sure. And eat sure. your way into an angle. But, but, but whatever. American cheese, no thank you. Salami, no thank you. I mean, this is, I feel like this is the um, Hillshire Farms of pizza. <laughs> it was created is- by a hotel in Altoona, oh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it the just Altoona seems like. Hotel. Yeah, it just seems like the, like the, the pizza that I ship to my Christmas observing family members, like summer sausage. Altoon pizza. There you go. <laughs> Altoona pizza. Here you are. Yeah. So Ohio Valley pizza is baked without any toppings, including cheese, which are then, so it's just <clears throat> the base and the sauce goes in the oven. Okay. And then as soon as it's pulled out, <laughs> okay, cheese and all of the toppings are heaped on cold and truly ludicrous amounts directly after it's removed from the oven. This sounds, I cannot emphasize this enough, like a travesty perhaps a crime against humanity because it's noted in the article that most of the cheese, but not all of it melts. And I want to cry. I, I feel like just eat leftover pizza then, right? Cause that's like, yeah. that's the, the risk you run with reheating pizza is that either you're going to like tear off the epidermis of the roof of your mouth cause you've nuked it or you put it in a pan to reheat. And then like the bread, half and- the cheese just doesn't yeah, exactly. Um, okay i have we have um two listeners in ohio who are my friends and um i really hope you're not eating this pizza if you're eating this pizza please stop you're close enough to new york you could actually get good pizza well it's really funny you're close enough to chicago you could get good pizza this is true one of them just posted a bunch of pizzas that they did make and none of them were this so oh thank god okay so (laughs) california style pizza isn't it's just a catch-all term for using unusual toppings and sauces Though there is this weird emphasis that was added in the article of use of fresh produce, which makes me fairly certain someone is putting avocado on pizza. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And guys, I know that the, the avocado thing with California, it sounds like a stereotype and it's probably a little overblown, but please don't put avocado on your pizza. That's all I'm asking. It's probably avocado and bacon or like a like a BLT option, because I can see that being a California thing. I can see that being a California thing. They mentioned like Thai basil. Mm-hmm. with peanut sauce which sounded interesting but not something i would be it sounded interesting that, but not for me to and, eat. and that goes on noodles yes like i'm okay with experimenting but i don't know that goes on noodles yeah. otherwise you're just having like a peanut butter sandwich yes yeah okay a, cool, a cool. spicy peanut butter sandwich i mean i'm not mad at it but still it just seems a little, it's a little it, it just seems like like us us being a californian just being kind of extra yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think it comes from California Pizza Kitchen, to be honest with you. Which is the shittiest of all California pizzas, by the way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. There's... If it's a national chain that I can get in a frozen food section in a food line in North Carolina, it's not good pizza. There is a pizza chain here, and I can't remember what it's called, but it is like a pizza buffet, and it's like $5 for the buffet. And it's basically like Little Caesars level quality pizza, but you have like a bunch of different options. So you just like mix and match. But I'm like, that's that's probably like the worst. And then it's a, like California Pizza Kitchen is above that. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So Colorado pizza is um, a nightmare. 
It's a whole wheat braided crust like the holla from hell. Okay. With sweet tomato sauce. It's served by the pound with, quote, robust <gasps> toppings and with a side of honey. I will put so many things in my mouth, podcast listeners. I will eat so many things, but I don't know if you could coerce me in any way to eat that. The sweet tomato sauce is probably why the honey was a thought. It's but I, I they have altitude sickness. It's not their fault. That, it's the Rockies. We have they don't we, they don't. we have now found how high is too high, <laughs> and it's the person that created Colorado pizza. Yes. Okay, so. There were 20 separate varieties for U.S. styles of pizza listed on the Wikipedia page. I'm more than happy to go through all of them if you'd like, but it's essentially the most American thing you can think of. Some things so far removed from pizza that they're not recognizable, some that harken back to their roots here in America, and a few that you're just going, a different shape is not a style. I'm side-eyeing you, Detroit and Dayton, Ohio. Basically, if you can dream or fever dream it, you can find it here in good old USA. Well, yeah, we're huge. We're enormous. And, yeah. And varied. Right. Yes. I did tell you we'd briefly chat about our maple pop neighbors, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Well, Canada has its own style of pizza that is popular across the country. According to the very brief section on Wikipedia, Canadians, please let me know if they're the same sort of varieties across cities or provinces. I would love to know. A Canadian pizza is tomato sauce pizza with pepperoni, bacon, mushrooms, and mozzarella. None of that bullshit ham trying to pass itself off as Canadian bacon, <laughs> which is known as back bacon to the rest of the world. We're the only ones that are like, we're going to slap some other country's name on it. It's Canadian nice. now. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's the streaky slash side slash real bacon that we all know and love here. And the bacon and mushrooms are the standouts that make Canadian pizza Canadian. There's also a Quebecois dish called Pizza Getty which is doing precisely squat to convince me that pizza isn't the stoner food of all time. It's a personal pizza, sliced in half, and served with spaghetti and tomato sauce. Like on top of the pizza? Noodles on top of the pizza? Off to the side. Okay. There are some variations that put the spaghetti on the pizza underneath the cheese layer. (laughs) Italians, please find your closest AED and don't come after me for restitution. Yeah, no, I'm like, find, find your, find your paper. We need to give them like a chance to like hyperventilate into a paper bag for a second. Yeah. yeah. I think we're good. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> so that's pizza here in North America. Sammy thoughts. Um, I mean, it makes sense that it is varied and doesn't really have a definition and is also kind of like, re- I feel like it's kind of the story of America, right? It's an immigrant dish that then becomes sort of appropriated, not in in a negative way, but appropriated by each region in which it takes hold. And then it also shifts, right, based on like the local staples. And like that's right, pizza assimilated, right? It came here as as one thing. And uh, for better or for worse, we have um, changed it. Enormously. And uh, yeah, there are a lot of these on this list that if you presented them to somebody who was like, an actual pizza aficionado in Italy would be like, what the fuck? However, we've also talked about how pizza in Italy has no variation. So it's, it's just a different scale, right? Like first off, Italy's small as fuck in comparison to the United States. So regional variations are only going to be so broad and separated from each other. And then you have, 
like the Neapolitan pizza that is governmentally sanctioned for how and like all the steps, right? How to make it. And so when you have something that is that singularly influential and regulated, of course, of course, that's the definition of pizza. We don't have that here, right? Nobody is is putting on like a consortium style definition of pizza, right? Pizza is a really broad term for us. It's bread with a, an assortment of toppings on it. And we've talked about how like, you know, all flatbreads are pizzas, but not all pizzas are flatbreads kind of thing. And so yeah, it makes sense, especially because regionally, right? It United States is huge. Now, do I think that all of these should be eaten? No. Do I think that some of them sound horrendous? Do I even think that some of them don't sound like pizza? Sure. But if you're looking at pizza as being this like broad characterization of something that's just, you know, bread with toppings, sure, great. And again, so basically, if you like it, then who cares? We also like 100% applied American individualism to pizza. Yes. We were like, all right, cool. We like this thing. This thing is cool. This is neat. Awesome. It's ours now. And we are going to make it exactly how we want it. Well, and it's also a way to define who we are regionally, right? America doesn't, like, what does it mean to be American? It's like such a varied and complicated definition. Yeah. But like, what does it mean to be San Diegan, right? What does it mean to be a Californian? What does it mean to be from the South or from the North or from the West? And so I think that that's part of this story where it's not just about taking something and appropriating it, but it's also about taking something that people seem to fucking love and then making it indicative of who you are as a group yeah so that's how you get chicago deep dish right that's how you get new york pizza because that's like sort of representative of the sort of the taste and the style and the you know what people in that region consider this type of food so when we have a tea episode it's going to be fascinating to talk about the different regional definitions and understandings of sweet tea just straight up sweet tea yeah it's a southern staple but it's it's wildly different depending yes. on where you are well and let's not get started on whether or not you sh- you use cream yeah because then it might not be co- tea <laughs> i was gonna say that's that's a hot tea thing i'm talking about iced tea like sweet iced yeah. tea like well, then you you add like fruits and things to it and then you're like well you're drinking tea juice <laughs> that's yeah. again another conversation Yeah, I mean, I find this to be interesting. The 13% of Americans at like any given moment are eating pizza for some reason seems low, but that I think that like, you know, my demographic is 1% of America's population. So there are more people eating pizza in a given day in the United States than there are Jews breathing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, And 13% is higher than African-American demographics, according to the United States. That's 10%. So this is a big number. It kind of depends. Um, True, but with I mean, the like, African American demographics, speaking. it's between ten and thirteen. So yeah. okay. it's either just over or at the same level of how many African Americans exist in the U.S. That's how many people are eating pizza at any given time. Nice, any given moment of the day. Yes, that's wonderful. Yes. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's not wonderful, but Amer- it's it, the American but it, but dream, it, guys. But it puts into scale, right? Because you're like, oh, thirteen percent. That's not a whole lot. But then you start putting it into the scale of like, what else is 13% of the United States demographic? And you're like, wow, that's a shit ton of people eating pizza. Yeah. So that's interesting. So two hot takes, maybe not a hot take, cheesy bread. Okay. Here's the deal. 
you have pizza that has sauce and cheese, maybe a multitude of toppings, fine, but it's bread, sauce, and cheese. And mm-hmm. now as a side dish that is separate from the food in which you are eating is bread and cheese dipped into Thank sauce. You. But because it's dipped, it's a fucking side dish. It's deconstructed pizza. And it's and it's okay to be like, I only had two slices of pizza. No, motherfucker, you had like six because you ate all of the cheesy bread. <laughs> like, that's pizza. I don't, th- that's pizza. They're like, well, but it's different bread. No, it's pizza. It's pizza. So I it's just, made. It's literally made with the pizza crust, guys. But I, but I also love how like absolutely, like I feel like it speaks to like the stereotypical stupid American, where it's like, ooh, pizza shot fine, but like, but I can get cheesy bread with it. And you're like, motherfucker, it's the same thing. It's just pizza. It's just cheese pizza Although, that you're dipping the sauce in. Yeah, and I mean, I can see for people who are like really into sauces and like want a heavier sauce on their pizza, like myself. Sometimes pizzas just don't come with enough sauce, but you're like, so then they get a set of sauce. Or or you just ask them for extra. (laughs) This is also true. Uh, But yeah, I just, I always love that where it's just like, do we want cheesy bread? Like just order another pizza, stupid. (laughs) Just order a cheese pizza. Yeah. Just order a cheese pizza. Yeah. Unless the cheesy bread is substantially cheaper and you have two small kids and you don't want to order them a whole pizza. Then by all means, get yourself a cheesy bread. Kids love dipping. Fine. But it's not a side dish. It's just like it doesn't seem like a side dish in the sense that like a side dish has a complementary flavor palette that is still different. It adds variety. Like, no, you're just eating the same thing. It's the same. It's the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. I'm wondering. The food cube. Oh, okay. Okay. So this was I was talking to my students yesterday, as a matter of fact, and they told me about this, the food cube, which is hilarious that they know about this and I don't, but whatever, they're young and hip. So the food cube came out of the debate of is a hot dog, a sandwich. And so here's how this goes. Okay. Bottom layer only that's toast. Okay. Okay. Bottom top layer. That's a sandwich. All right. Three sides is a taco. Okay. These sides that also is this is like a soup or a salad because now it's a bowl. I was going to say, so you're putting in a box. Okay. And if it's completely covered or so, and then if it's like completely covered around, but isn't the bowl one sushi. And if it's completely like encased, Encased. then it is calzone. So pigs in a blanket is sushi. (laughs) And a hot dog isn't a sandwich. It's It's a a taco. taco. It is a taco, which also means that any like, hero style sandwich is a taco is a taco yes so a lobster roll is a taco, is a taco which is why you don't order tacos in fucking boston <laughs> no you just get the lobster rolls same thing yeah but like i was i was so like this is genius and it's also hilarious because like the things that will qualify as like sushi you're like uh no but yeah like if you wrap anything it's sushi bacon wrap scallops sushi oh man those sound really fucking good mm-hmm. right now well, I don't like either of those. It's gross. Uh, <laughs> it's very, very trape. But uh, yeah, I, I was I was like, this is a wonderful algorithm. Also, we ended up having a debate about what is a ravioli or not. What is a dumpling? I'm like, raviolis are dumplings. Dumpling yes. is just some sort of like pastry that's stuffed with something and cooked. Now, their definition was that it had to be cooked in like either boiling or steamed. And I'm like, mm, pierogi doesn't have to be because a pierogi is also a dumpling but here's where it gets real tricky 
Pop tarts. Pop tarts. <laughs> dumpling. Yeah. Pop tarts, Pop -tarts are, are dumpling. dumplings. Uh -huh. Toaster strudels are dumplings. They're the better dumpling than the than the Pop Tarts. <laughs> Damn it, now I want toaster strudels. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is this is genius. Uh-huh. Pie. Dumpling. No, not necessarily. Well, not when you slice it, but like it kind No, of but but like not all pies true. have true the cover. So true, like but apple pie. Apple pie, dumpling. dumpling. Chest pumpkin pie, pie? No. bowl. Wait, that means that pumpkin pie is a soup. Yeah, it's a bread bowl. Nice. Yeah. It's a uh -huh. soup and a bread bowl. I love this. This is why carrot like this is why categorization is stupid. Because one, it's all just made up. And then you get things like pigs in a blanket is sushi. So I feel like that's kind of this like is, my this take is the problem on, like, with Linnaean taxonomy. Yes, but I also <laughs> feel like this is why it's kind of it doesn't seem like as big of a issue for me for people who are like this is or isn't pizza you're like well okay if pizza is a category then that category can stretch the limits of what that is because typically the definition of a category is pretty broad yeah right? and you're like great so it you know i don't know apparently putting american cheese and and salami in in some and green bell peppers okay don't come at me with the green bell peppers i love a green bell pepper on my pizza but i do too but like with those two things it just screams abomination to me i'm it, sorry it does um i am the worst pizza topping person on the planet and I'm going to reveal my myself. I, I already told our listeners that I list I, I eat mustard sandwiches. So like, and I don't even have to be high to do that. So whatever. <laughs> I'm a fucking monster. I grew up in poverty, and you can take the girl out of poverty, but you can't always take the poverty out of the girl. So my pizza toppings are green bell peppers. That's it. Cheese pizza, bell peppers. If I want to be real fancy, I'll do green and red. Ooh. I want Christmas. no meat. Yeah, I'm like I want no meat. I want. No, I mean, onions are okay. It's not necessary. I want no uh, olives. I'm like, what What are my other options here? Like, we're not going to go. You and I could split a pizza because we yeah. could do half with bell peppers mm -hmm. and half with pineapple and olives. Yeah. And that would be fine. My cousin and I split it. So she likes um, pepperoni and bell peppers. And I just like bell peppers. So we just do pepperoni on half and it's all good. And I'm not crazy about like, you know, did did the pepperoni touch my slice? It was kosher stuff, whatever. I'm like, I'm, I'm a bad Jew. Fine. But yeah, so like we we share pizzas just fine. Or even with the kids, like we'll do half cheese pizza and half half bell peppers. It, and that's pretty It's not like you like anchovies. No, that's disgusting. Because the anchovy, it's not for me, like anchovies have their place, just not on pizza for me. I don't think they have their place. I, I mean, they do have their place. Are you a fisher? <laughs> Are you a fisherman? Then it belongs on the end of a hook. In a tackle box. It does not belong on a plate for human consumption. And I don't care. I craved. So <laughs> I craved a significant amount of like smoked and pickled fish. I had uh, pickled herring and anchovies and just so much fucking like tuna and albacore in my first trimester. I can tell you why. Omega-3s? No. Well, sure. Fine. That's science. Whatever. Blah. Boring. Yeah. The truth is, you are a conduit to life, meaning that your unborn child is also a connection to those of you, like those ancestors of yours who have already passed on, and your like Western European descent. Oh, it's fish. all pickled fucking herring. It's all fish. It's all fish. I'm just so glad I had never ever tried like fermented shark before pregnancy. Sorry. That almost made me spit my soda because fermented shark sounds like a metal band. Does not sound like food. 
Like, we are um, fermented shark. <laughs> it's a it's an old Norse recipe that has become like a delicacy for like the Nordic block. And it's, old Norse is it, it's an oh no, it's just an oh no, oh no, oh, oh no. no 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 no. <laughs> but it's exactly what it is. You like you kill a shark and you leave it mostly intact and you rub that shit with salt and you put it in a sack and you bury it for six months. So it's oh, okay. Well, so then it's it's shark garum. Yes. Do you use the sauce or are you eating the actual shark? You're eating or- the shark because uh, you just rub it in salt to okay. like help it do the fermentation thing. I don't like it. No, <laughs> I don't like any. Of it's it. like hagfish. It's a no from me. I don't know what any of these things are because I grew up in um, the desert and in a food desert and in poverty, so I don't know what these things are. Hagfish. Hagfish is um nature's earliest answer to what is a fish before okay. she decided to like recreate fish to be a little bit more cuddly and friendly looking oh god okay have you ever seen a lamprey no googling so hagfish is the breed of fish not the fish dish it, yeah it's okay. a it's a oh no 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 that's not a yeah. fish Mm-mm-mm. that's not that's it's an a... eel that's an eel it's a sea creature from your nightmares. It's is... a jawless fish. <clears throat> and it's also incredibly, incredibly old. It's old. It's old. It's um. It's not as old as the Appalachian Mountains, but it's old. I like, just, uh, okay, I it's need to eating... stop looking at it because like the notion of eating that is making me sick. But also people like will eat the slime. <sighs> okay, you got to stop. <laughs> yeah that's that's, that one's gonna hit the gag reflex (laughs) um no it's just no it's a hard no absolutely not yeah Uh, yeah this is these are times when like when like our parents generation or even like our grandparents if they're still around right are always like the good old days and like i get what they're talking about like i get the errors that they're talking about but as a historian I'm like, no, no, because in the, quote, good old days, people were eating hagfish. Fucking no. And fermented shark. No. Because they had to. No, Like, yeah, people no. that, that wax poetic about depression meals, and I fall into this category sometimes, too. I understand that. But, like, those meals were that way because we were rationing everything. Yeah. The I reason don't... that carrots, the reason we think carrots were good for our eyesight is not because of the beta carotene in them. It's because... England was rationing everything else, but they could grow a fuck ton of carrots. So they're figuring out how to basically propagandize them to the public. And it's also how they waged a psychological campaign against the Germans in World War II to cover up the fact that they had developed radar. This is is the reason for the podcast, right? Like the ways in which food is just so enmeshed in every other aspect of humanity is beyond me i mean it was not because i'm here but yes it's it's wild it's just like but it's crazy it's crazy yeah, well, because food is not we talk about food as like being this thing that brings people together and it is right like even the notion of cooking is what has essentially created us as who we are right because before we're like you know slicing over like slicing open raw animals right there on the hunter-gatherer life like you know scheme mm-hmm. and like not it's so like once you develop fire and you can cook your food one you have to bring it back and like share it and now you're all sitting around waiting for this fucking i don't know antelope or some nonsense right 
to to be cooked. So you end up talking. And so we're always talking about like the power of food to be this great, like uniting force. However, it also has the ability to apparently propagandize, right? Yeah, and like absolutely. And, and famines and the things in which you like uh, attribute to different groups of people. You can also, I mean, you can demonize food. We, you can we demonize food all the time. We live in America in, in like a diet culture. So food is the enemy, right? And food so is the enemy and it's the obsession. Yes. Like that's the thing about diet culture that I think is really insidious is that it it develops this odd and uncomfortable obsession with the idea of food and like good foods versus bad foods. And like, yeah, could we please just put orthorexia in the goddamn DSM already? Pretty please. Yeah. Well, I just, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting and makes the podcast, I guess, that much more um, fruitful, right? Because it's not just about how great food can be, but also the lengths of which humans use food as not just the great unifier, but also ways- A great divider. Yeah, ways to divide us. So that's- But also think about the phrasing you just used, the great divider. Like (sighs) it's fruitful. Yeah, yeah, It's so baked into our culture Uh that like- the association with food is a positive. Yeah. And then we also have diet culture on the other side of things, making things more complicated going, okay, but is it though? Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not just the things in which we put on our plates. It's in our vernacular. It's our culture. It's the ways in which we see ourselves. It's the regions in which we find ourselves, right? What do, how do we define ourselves and our food? Like that's, it's, you know, we talk about these regional differences. That's how people define themselves, right? I, you know, like, I'm from Chicago. I eat this kind of, this is pizza, right? I'm from New York. This is this type of pizza, right? And those are, those, I like, those are identity markers for a lot of people. The ways in which, like what you eat, that's a cultural identity. And yeah. so they, the, the, just like every other cultural identity, it has the ability to unite or divide. When you're talking to someone that's from the South and like, they're giving you identity markers, like what makes the Southern your sweet tea? there's biscuits you know biscuits and gravy Uh there's you know hog farms like an overabundance of pork that's something i noticed when i got home was like pork is like a staple and that makes sense because the south has a lot of poverty issues Uh and a fucking course we're gonna sit here and go oh pork that's cheap to produce it's you can make it in a variety of ways and you can make it good in a variety of ways and it's a big animal it goes a long way yeah yeah. It's not very good for you, but like food in your belly is better than food not in your belly. Yes. Starvation is bad for you. Yes. Very bad. So eat some pork. I mean, if, if it comes down to that, right? Like that's what it is. You eat or you don't. Um, yeah, I don't know. Food is food's fun. Food is fascinating. <laughs> it is fascinating. Okay. It is pickup time. So yes. I have no idea what we're doing next. We are figuring out a schedule. We are figuring out the next sort of series-ish stuff. We've mulled around some stuff. So I don't know. There might be another uh, bit of a break for us yeah, in hosting. Well, so we, the I, so these three episodes will come out. And then hopefully in that time span, we can be um, backlogging lots of recordings. Yeah, because I'm about to have a baby in a month and a half. Yeah. So I also, I don't know. I'm going to put that out there. I was thinking of having um, Topher be birdie. Yeah. I'm all about uh, it. And so he wouldn't, I would be doing the research and, and, you know, it'd be sort of my voice. I would be like the person. Um, and Tover would be the, um, 
I don't know, comment, color commentary. There we go. So, and he's, I don't know, he's got, he's, and then he's, he's got wisdom in there. He's got thoughts. He, he knows things. <laughs> and I can always pop in. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, Especially when it's recording. Yeah. So like, I, if anything, it'll just end up being like Sam forward presentation stuff. That way you're not spending time in the research thralls while you're also, you know, I don't know, learning how to take care of another human. Yeah. 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 But on the upside, the first time my kid screams on this podcast, I'm going to be like, hey, new podcast dropped. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. So that wraps up pizza, finally. Yeah. And um, season one, I guess. And season one. Yep, I guess. And um, I don't know. Happy holidays to people. And hopefully we'll have stuff out before Christmas. Um, if not, we will see you in the new year here. You will listen. You can listen to us in the new year. Yeah. <laughs> Until then, stay hungry for history. History Between Bites is written, produced, and performed by Samantha Nelson and Bernie Mills. Music is by Michelle Mountain. Find us on Instagram at History Between Bites Pod and Facebook at History Between Bites. Coming soon is Hearth or Table, a new YouTube channel. Like and subscribe to never miss an episode and leave a review or rate us wherever you get your podcasts. History Between Bites is a product of History Between Bites LLC, all rights reserved to 2023.